Welcome to today's edition of the Blazing Grace Show with your trio of hosts, Jason Graves, Rob McIntyre, and Mike Janung. Blazing Grace covers blazing issues with grace-filled answers. Whom the sun sets free is free indeed. Time to blaze. Here are your hosts, Jason, Rob, and Mike. Thanks for tuning in to another exciting version of the Blazing Grace Show. This is Jason Graves along with Mike Janung and Rob McIntyre. Hello, gang. (laughs) Hey, guys. <laughs> hey, now. Hey, we're here again, and uh, we're excited to be meeting with Eva Marie Everson, the author of uh, many books, including Shadows of Dreams, Shadows of Light, Sex, Lies, and the Media. We'll be talking about that book today, Sex, Lies, and the Media. Um, she speaks at conferences and women's retreats all over the nation and is associated with the National Coalition to Protect Children and Families. Um, her website is evamarieeverson.com, and she describes her ministries as bringing, bringing people back to the heart of God. So welcome, Eva Marie. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate that. Yeah. Well, what a blessing to have you. I appreciate you taking time out of your day. And, sure. You know, I know you've uh, you know, you got sunny out there in Florida that you're, you're kind of uh, uh, sacrificing to be on our show here <laughs> today. <laughs> well, that's okay. It's, uh, it's that time of day when you run in anyway. Right, right, <laughs> right. Well, welcome. Well, tell us a little bit more about your ministry, and then we'll get into Sex, Lies, and the Media. Okay. Um, well, as you just said, my, my heart is drawing people back to the heart of the Father, mm-hmm. uh, which is, of course, His Son, and to um, express to them who Jesus is, who Jesus is, to God the Father, mm-hmm. who Jesus is to the Holy Spirit, who Jesus is to us. Um, I have a passion for anything to do with Israel. Um, mm. And, of course, I just, uh, my heart uh, is nearly ripped apart <laughs> for the land and for the people. Um, I, uh, I taught Old Testament theology for six years, mm. so I, I, I tend to know the Old Testament better mm-hmm. than the New sometimes. Mm. Uh, and yet, whenever I am doing any of my studies, and especially as I, when I was in seminary and I was studying the New Testament, I, you know, it was always so fun to go, oh, oh, I know where the correlation to that is, hmm. and because I knew the Old Testament better than the New. But that's that's kind of the the point of uh, of my ministry. And of course, I I landed face first into this whole parenting issue, um, not necessarily by my choice. But uh, by the door that God opened and right. by, by the circumstances in our lives and kind of the way it was. Uh-huh. Okay. So how, how did you get specifically introduced to the porn epidemic in this country? Well, it actually started off um, very innocently. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was working on a novel called Shadow of Dreams. Mm-hmm. Uh, eventually became called Shadow of Dreams. And it was about a redeemed exotic dancer. Hmm. Did not know anything about that industry. Wow. Did not really know a whole lot about the uh, the porn epidemic. I didn't know about um, you know a whole lot about prostitution or anything. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I knew what it was, but uh, I, I just I didn't really understand the core of it or any of those things. And of course, in order to be able to write about a woman who has been freed from this, I felt that I would need to know a little bit more about it and um, the option of <laughs> Of going to work in that industry was, <laughs> you know, uh, you know, a lot of a lot of writers, a lot of fiction writers, they will actually go spend a day or spend right. a week, you know, 
Uh, right now I'm working on a, a novel that is um, circles around a, a catering club. That's a little safer. Wow. Uh, right. But I did go and I interviewed a lot of these young girls and mm-hmm. young guys. And as I was doing this, um, unbeknownst to me, my youngest child, who is the co-author of the book, Jessica, mm-hmm. um, was getting ready to embark on probably one of the wildest uh, rides of her life. Mm-hmm. And um, she was a, a, a great wonderful Christian young woman. She was a teenager. She was, you know, in her late teens, but she was a teenager. And uh, I did not know the edge of darkness that she was dancing on. Mm. And uh, so anyway, as I was interviewing these young um, young dancers, I discovered something very odd. And that was that so many of them would, would say to me, I, I never went to them and said, hey, I'm a Christian. Right. I would just say, I'm writing a book. Right. And uh, can you tell me a little bit about this and that? And and I would ask, I mean, some really explicit detail because I really wanted to understand. Sure. And I would I would work very hard not to show that my shock face. Mm-hmm. Right. But um, every so often, one of the girls or guys would say, "You're a Christian, aren't you?" Wow. And I would say, "Well, yeah, but um, you know, that's that's kind of irrelevant for this interview." And because I didn't I didn't want them to then say, "Hey, I think I will shock her on purpose." Yeah, right. Or to um or to hold back because right. they thought I couldn't handle it or something. Right. And um and I, but then I would start to say, "How did you know?" "Oh, I was raised in a Christian home." Mm-hmm. So I recognize a Christian when I see mm-hmm. one. And I would think, "Wow, okay, wait a minute. What what would take these kids out of their Christian environment? How did they get drawn to this?" And so I began to to look at the whole issue of pornography, the world of pornography, whether that's dancing, prostitution, internet porn, any of these things, from a whole different angle, mm-hmm. and and to say, how did you get here? And um, what I found was that, by and large, media is preaching louder than the church. Mm. Oh yeah. And if that's the case, if media is the loudest. Right. And media is the second most influential, uh, has the second most influential position in a young person's life, with the first being the parent. Right. And if the parent is not working this 24-7, then they drop down to second position. Right. And I think the lie that so many parents believe is that as their kids get older into their teens or even at 18, they think, well, they're an adult now. They decide for themselves. Yes. Or they're 18. I can't tell them what to do. Well, listen, a number means nothing. You are their parent for That's the right. rest of your life. That's right. You have got a godly mandate, and you are yeah. authorized right. to tell that kid what your expectations are. Right. Now, if they choose to follow them or not, is totally independent of your responsibility to be the parent. Exactly. Let me give you a good story. My, um, I called my mother one day, and, and this was just you know in the not-too-distant past. Called my mother one day and I said, uh, I'm going to be on a TV show, national television show, mm. filmed in New York City. And, you know, Dennis and I, my husband, we're going to be flying up on this date. We're going to be flying back on that date. And she said, I don't feel good about this. Mm. And I said, Oh, mother, you never feel good about me in a plane. I'm in a plane all the time. You're always worried. Get over it. You know, <laughs> basically, yeah. I am almost 50 years old. I think mm-hmm. I can decide whether or not I'm going to go yeah. to this interview. Are you crazy? This is like an, a national interview. This is great. This is huge. So my husband and I flew up to New York City. Mm-hmm. It was 9-10-2001. Oh, 
And of course, my mother, once she was gifted with the knowledge that I was alive, said, I'm not even going to say I told you so, but (laughs) I did not want you to go. You know I had a bad feeling about this. You know what? It was her job. If she had a bad feeling, it was her job to tell me that she had a bad feeling. It was my decision Mm -hmm. because I'm almost 50 years old. Right. But still, she's my mother, and she'll always be my mother. Sure. Eva Marie, the subtitle of Sex, Lies, and Media is What Your Kids Know and Aren't Telling You. Mm -hmm. What is it that most parents don't know? See, the thing is is that teens today and children today, uh, because I now sit around, I have an 8-year-old living in my home again. My granddaughter lives in my home, so now all these little girls are coming into my house again. (laughs) And The amount of, the level of knowledge that they have on sex and sexuality at seven and eight years mm-hmm. old, um, I think would stun, just totally stun most parents, even Christian parents, even Christian kids. And they know this stuff. And they're not saying anything to mom and dad because, first of all, um, they at this point, they don't even know there's anything to be so hush-hush about because media is so blatant about it. Right. It's kind of like the white elephant, you know, in the living room. Right. You know, it's there. Everybody sees it, but nobody acknowledges it. And that's, that's what they don't know. What most parents don't know is that their kids are being fed a steady diet of, of sex and sexuality, but inappropriate sex and sexuality. They have a completely altered view of what God set in motion with that very first couple in the garden. This is not, this is no longer the wedding gift to the bride. Mm. This is sorted, and it's distorted, and it is so far from reality, and yet all of a sudden these kids are being faced with the reality because they're smack in the middle of it. They're in clinics getting their shots. They're pregnant. They're brokenhearted. They're broken spiritually, and they're in the sixth grade. Mm. Wow. You know, I, I have to comment. Uh, I went and saw the new X-Men movie with my uh, son, 14 years old, and I was shocked by the just the sensuality just of that show. And there were just a couple of things, you know, and, I, and uh, you know, it doesn't bear really repeating, but there were just some explicit things sexually and sensually with the blue lady and stuff like that. And I just... I just thought, you know, here are a bunch of eight, nine, ten-year-old kids, and they're just watching this, and their parents take them there, and it all s- seems to be okay. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a Marvel comic. But, right. but these kids are being conditioned to look at this as, as a normal way to look at the world. It just... Well, yeah, um, I, and I believe, you know, I have to say um, Halle Berry's in that. Is that not correct? That's correct. And she is absolutely gorgeous. Absolutely. I mean, she's just, I think she's one of the most beautiful women God ever put on this. We're not going to argue with you on that. <laughs> so beautiful. And, and I have never seen X-Men, but I was in a hotel room, you know, one of those many, many times that I find myself in a hotel room flipping channels going, mm-hmm. I don't even know what the time zone is, so I don't know what's on, flipping mm-hmm. channels. And, and it was the original X-Men was, was on, um, probably, this was very recently, so it was probably anticipation, in anticipation of mm-hmm. a new movie coming out. And uh, and it was just, just, I watched maybe five minutes of it because I just knew it wasn't going to interest me. But 
uh, right as I, I turn it on, she's standing there, and it's just on her face. And I immediately stopped, and, and I thought, oh, God, she is so gorgeous. You know, mm-hmm. how do you get away with this? And then it, it, and then it um, panned out, the camera did, and she's, she's wearing, like, nothing but her underwear and a bomb, you know? Mm, wow. And, and I'm like, what, what am I watching? You know, what is this? And the whole thing, I mean, the, like the whole five minutes that I saw, it was, it was a blatant use of her beauty and her sexuality. Mm, right. But what does that teach young girls? And what does that teach young boys? It's, it, that's what I'm saying. There's, there's no more true um, honor in just being a girl. Right. You know, I, my, my granddaughter, I, I, te- I, I introduced her to all the old classics of, of like, the musicals and, and this and that. And, and so I, was, I went and got the, the CD to a flower drum song, and it's got the song on it, I Enjoy Being a Girl. And so, you know, I'm playing it for her, and there's so much out that's foreign to her because it talks about the way women used to primp and get ready for a date, you know, and she's, that's foreign to her. Hmm. But it's girly stuff. It's true girly stuff, you know. And and I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, we're just raising these kids that we're saying, hey, you don't deserve to be respected, and you don't deserve to respect her. Mm. Wow. You have no reason, you know. And I, I see evidence of it every single day. Yeah, right? me every, too. Every single day. So, so here we are. We, we, we're Christians. We believe in the Word of God. We've, we've got some fantastic churches, worship music, and great speakers, but why are we still, and I know you alluded to one of these points, but why are, are still so many Christian men and women struggling in the church with sex issues? Well, good question. I think, um, you know, first of all, anything that is, number one, forbidden um, is going to draw us. If right. It, you know, That's interesting. I mean, if it, were, if it were for me, my greatest weakness is chocolate. You know, so, and on my new diet, it's forbidden. And so what do you think I think about all day long? <laughs> you know? sinner. Yeah, you uh, sinner. Go, how can we have like these types of guests on these shows? Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so, you know, I think any time that you've got something that is forbidden, that's, that's obviously going to be the, the, the first thing, you know. Right. But the other thing is, it's just so simple. I, you know, God created us to desire each other. Um the, you know, male and female, that's actually, ironically, part of the curse. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and your desire will be for your husband. Right, you right. Yeah, right. But, you know, here's the thing, is, is thank God he gave us this. Right, Otherwise, right. there would be no people in the world. That's mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it is a beautiful way to express your love for one another. Then enter the enemy, enter mm-hmm. Satan, whatever you want to call him. And again, see, because he's the father of lies, he's the father of deception, he takes this one beautiful thing and turns it into something very, very ugly. And yet, because we are, you know, um, by our very nature, we are drawn to anything sexual, then you add this little twist to it, and it, it only complicates the issue. And, I, and we do know that when you look at pornography, it releases the endorphins. In your body. Mm-hmm. That's a chemical reaction. Right. It starts with the brain, and it just rushes right through the body. And, and pretty soon, it's like a shot of cocaine. Mm-hmm. We know that. We, we, I mean, studies have shown it's the same kind of reaction in the body. Mm-hmm. And so now, I mean, you can start off as a 12-year-old, and you can be walking past Victoria's Secret in the mall thinking, oh, man, you know, 
But pretty soon, walking past Victoria's Secret is just not going to be enough. Right, right, right. And so, so, you know, you're going to start hitting their website, and then that's not going to be enough, and you're going to go to an even more detailed website, and that's not going to be enough. And pretty soon, you're going to the free sites, but then they offer you can come on in this door for a dollar ninety-five now four ninety-five now nine ninety-five. You know, right, right. And it just grows. Right. So let me ask you this: um, What if I'm a uh, an adult who you know I've got children, and I may or may not be struggling with sexual addiction my, myself? But um, the enemy has maybe tried to play with my mind, tell me that I'm disqualified from shepherding my children's sexuality. Um, wh- what do you do? What What do you say to girls about the magazines that are out there that that are like Young Miss and those types of magazines? What do you say about quote unquote girly magazines that that boys are are um, sometimes introduced to at early ages, sometimes before or during puberty uh, with pornography? How do we as parents Talk to our kids about what they see. Well, you know, first of all, I I encourage moms to and dads, but moms, you know, whenever you're whenever you're getting these magazines for your daughters, like Young Miss or um, Seventeen, etc., to take the time to sit down and really, really look at this magazine. That was one of the mistakes that I made with my daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw a Seventeen magazine in the grocery store and thought, Oh, I used to read that. Mm-hmm. And and it was innocent when I was reading it. Right. And I got it for her, and then I ordered her a subscription, hmm. and um, and then sat down one day um, and started flipping through it, and just thought, oh my gosh, what is this? Right. And I had to go to her and say, I have canceled the subscription, and this is why. And she was understanding about it. She, hmm. you know, she said, oh okay, you know, and and there was there was really no there was no argument basically because there was no reason to argue I was going to win this one. And that's the other thing. Too many times parents back down. Right. Mm. You know, they'll hear their kids say, you know, Mom, I know, I know, but, you know, it's all over. It's everywhere, but I've already made my decision. Right, right. Okay? And then the mom is beaming or dad is beaming and saying, oh, that's my girl, oh, that's my boy. Yeah. And not, you know, oh, please. Yeah. You know, come on. It's okay to be give your kids tough love. I mean, I I know my right. aunt my aunt Vicky is uh the sweetest southern belle you'd ever want to meet. And uh but I'll tell you what, if her kids, my cousins ever did something she didn't like, oh boy, yeah. you knew that you were up against the wrath of God. Yeah. And you know what? There were times where she would have to say, "You will not do this." Right. And it was uh, I was scared. Yeah. But you know what? Today <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You know that's well, our job. Yeah, and the fear is that well, my kids that you know I want to be their friends. They won't. They won't like me. Well, it's your job to be respected, right. but it's not your job. You're not called to be liked. If right. that happens, sure, it's a it's a bonus and it's a benefit. But sure. you know what? Her kids today are some of the the finest kids, uh, finest adults that that I know. Absolutely. And uh, you know, I'm not just saying that because I'm related to them. I really respect the way she's raised her kids, and they love her. Her grandchildren adore her. Absolutely. You know, and, Absolutely. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. And, you know, but to, to go back and to answer that question very, very quickly, and we, we interviewed a lot of parents, and we would say to them, how do you do this? And, mm. and we would put their answers in the book. So mm-hmm. the answers are as varied as the, the parents who have done a good job out there. But, you know, I think you have to talk very honestly with your kids. If the, right. If the enemy is going to be so brazen as right. to throw this stuff in their faces, then you better be just as brave mm-hmm. to talk about it and, and to say, Amen. you know what, 
is this the way you would want to be treated? I, you know, I walked in one day, and my daughter is watching one of these hip-hop videos, and the girls are basically undressed, and they're, they're, you know, they're just being treated like a thing. Right. And, and I said to her, I said, do you want a, the man of your dreams to treat you like this? And why would these girls sell themselves right. just to be in a video? Right. I mean, it's sad. It's it really is. sad. But you know what? It all goes back to then that's their value system. That's right. We just have a, a couple minutes. You and your kids. We just have a couple minutes left, but Mike has one more, one last question. When you address the topic of lust with women at the conferences you teach at, what is the response you get? They are so grateful that I brought it up. Hmm. They are so grateful. Um, you know, so many times lust, porn, pornography, et cetera, is talked about in, in context of men. Mm-hmm. But women today are becoming more and more open to say, I'm struggling. I struggle with this. And you know what? I find it's more of a struggle, not looking at pornography necessarily of chiseled out men and right. sales, you know, um, attitudes, but, but more that there is a huge epidemic of bisexuality. Yeah. Um, lesbianism with women today. Right, mm. right. And it is in the church. Right. And you know what? They are just they're just grateful. And they're also grateful when we talk about how you can be, you know, a girl and sensual, it, not in a bad way, but you know, wear your perfume, do your hair, wear pretty clothes, right, accent right. your waistline or whatever right. without being sexual. Right, right. You know, that you don't have to sell yourself but yet, it's okay. Yeah, amen. Look good. Yeah, it is okay. Amen. Well, a, there is a line. There is a line. And right, right. I don't know where it is. But, That's right. You know, and unfortunately, unfortunately, we have to draw the line for the show. Uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> but listen, thank you, Ava Marie, for being a thank part you. of the show today. Yeah, and you. if you want to get in touch with Ava Marie, please visit her website. That's Ava Marie Evans. Evans. Everson, Everson, excuse me, if I can talk, thank you, yes. um, dot com, correct? Yes. Okay. It's, uh, it's EVA, uh-huh. AVA, just in case. Right. Uh, M-A-R-I-E, and then there's another E, because that's what my last name starts with, E-V-E-R-S-O-N, Eva Marie Everson. And they can get your book on the website, and they can contact you from there, correct? Absolutely. Wonderful. Well, listen, folks, thanks for tuning in. For related shows, uh, go to the archives on blazinggrace.org. And on July 2nd of 05, we did a show called Porn in the USA, uh, Parts 1 and 2. And on September 4th of 05, we did Talking to Your Kids About Pornography. Tune in next week where we have our favorite guest, Shelly Lubin, on once again wow. to talk about how she's rescued yet another from the porn industry. Listen, do you have a heart for Ireland? We've been invited to be on Radio Ireland. So if you'd like to sponsor that, um, we're looking for somebody to help us out with um, seventy two hundred and forty dollars per month on uh, on uh, getting the getting the Blazing Grace show on the air in Ireland. Also, sign up for our monthly newsletter. It's an email newsletter. You can see that at blazinggrace.org. We'll see you next week. Thank you for tuning in to this edition of the Blazing Grace Show. We trust today's broadcast helps bring you closer to God and to what God desires for your life. Blazing Grace is a listener-supported mission intended to help listeners around the world. Your support is vital in keeping that mission alive. We ask you to prayerfully consider sending a tax-deductible gift to Blazing Grace. It 
would be gratefully appreciated. You can send your monetary gift to Blazing Grace, P.O. Box 62521, Colorado Springs, Colorado, 80962-2521. That's Blazing Grace, P.O. Box 62521, Colorado Springs, Colorado, 80962-2521. Want to learn more about Blazing Grace? Find us on the internet at www blazinggrace.org that's triple w b l a z i n g g r a c e dot o r g forward slash radio dot h t m on that page you'll find a downloadable copy of this show or you can visit oneplace.com under ministries look for blazing grace radio if you want help resolving a sexual addiction you can reach rob mcintyre and jason graves toll free by dialing 877-590-SOUL that's 877 877- 7-7-5-9-0-76-85. Desire for a specific subject to be covered on Blazing Grace? Tell Mike Janung what you want covered. You can email Mike at Mike, the symbol at blazinggrace.org. We look forward to sharing more Blazing issues and grace-filled answers next time. Thanks once again for listening, and may God shine His grace upon you.